It's the Tillcast, episode 415, Taking Showers. And this week, guys, we talk Doom Eternal, Deep Rock Galactic, Clean that ass. Plague Tale, and more Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Stay tuned. Shoot that shit right up there. Just don't get it on your face. Slight uh, delay. Uh, <laughs> it worked. Hmm. It's still cast, and we are back. It is Friday, March 27th, the 937 in the year of... Uh, the pandemic. Yeah. And Rusty's fingers are wet with my bang. Mm, that tastes so sweet. All right. Mm, like black cherry vanilla. So if you haven't already guessed, uh, we are an M-rated show, and we're just going to start off with that. Yeah. Um, you are going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. And then you're going to hear some games and some news. And tonight, I don't know exactly how that looks. Uh, things are weird right now. There's probably not a whole lot of news. I mean, most people don't even fucking want to see the goddamn news right about now. Uh, we're exceptionally brave tonight, though we have been actually figuring out how to <laughs> read stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are trying to figure out how to remote a little bit better. So we've listened to a lot of uh, Skype podcasts and have not been satisfied with the quality. Yeah. Particularly Rusty. Uh, I'm kind of a kind of a uh, he's an audio snob now here's the thing if you guys it was a lot of it was a lot of poking and prodding to put rusty to to dither this down considerably if it was up to rusty this would be in flack uh it would be yeah you would be hearing everything if you don't know if flack is look it up it's like a single song's half a gig uh yeah yeah they had to talk me down even we were using, on the bit rate. Yeah, uh, the bit rate originally was like 384. Is that what it is? No, it, was, it wasn't It was that high. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that high. It wasn't. Uh, I was at 128 before, <laughs> and we went down to 96. Yeah. And oops, that's nice. 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 Good nice. work. Yes. Uh, that's okay. I haven't turned mine off either. Um but yeah, I, we went back. We went down to ninety six, and I was like, eh, I could hear the quality difference, and everybody's like, "No, you can't." <laughs> I'm like, I can. <laughs> I know the difference. I can tell. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not a not a big deal, not a big deal. Uh, but going to a Skype call that's a big deal for me. I deal with Skype calls on a daily basis, and I can already tell you, they don't sound great. They don't sound great at all. But then again, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be sheltered in place. I guess we're in a shelter of some sort. My neighbors fucking aren't. Uh, I know, fucking neighbors have a goddamn house party going on over there. Fucking like... It's like I got out of the apartments to get next to a couple of renters that are me when I first started this podcast, honestly. Yeah, well, you know, you grew up. They haven't they haven't yet. I'm not gonna bitch and moan, and I said this before we started. If Zoe starts barking because they're making too much noise and it interrupts my podcast, yeah. you're gonna see old man Nos <laughs> walking out there banging on a motherfucking door and you being a shithead. Fucking kids need to shut the fuck up. That's okay. It, my my neighbors are uh, understandably my neighbors are always home, right? 
because that's that's the kind of the kind of the deal right now, right? Right. Um. So they're always home, and what do you do when you're always home? You fucking watch movies or fucking play video games or something, and generally you're trying to escape whatever the fuck is happening. And right now, there's a whole lot of nothing happening because everybody's told to stay the fuck home. So. They're watching a lot of fucking action movies. How do I know? Because it's rumbling the fucking wall again. But I can't fault them because I'm also playing Doom at full volume at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. So payback's a bitch. Payback's a bitch. Uh, So in your situation, I wouldn't turn anything the fuck down. I would be, if nobody's going to be sensitive to you, I don't be sensitive back. I don't. The only people, the only the only uh, set of people that I will actually, you know, try to appease is the downstairs neighbor because I do not want to make them mad. They're new, and I don't want them to turn their fucking fan on. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I won't be stomping on the fucking floor in the middle of the fucking, you know, middle of the night. But the fuckers next to me that have the, you know, subsystem on my fucking wall. Yeah, I don't fucking care about them. Right. <laughs> I don't fucking care about them at all. Fucking Michael Bay watching asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's been some interesting times. I transitioned to working at home. So in here, I have my old entertainment system with my work computer um, and all the shit that normally goes on my desk in the studio now. On top of the studio. Including... All of them final fucking figures that were on your desk at work, apparently? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not yeah. the biggest proponent of them, but I like finding the more obscure ones. I mean, I got an Ash over there. I've got a, a Black Knight from uh, Dark Souls. Obviously, I've got the... Uh, the Vault Boy. A couple the Cylon Raider. Cylon Raider. I've got the, uh, the Arrow to the Knee Skyrim dude. Uh-huh. And then the Dragonborn. Nice. Um, what else do I got? I got myself a Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Uh, what else do I got? I've got that uh, that T-51B helmet from Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. That is a coin bank that somebody found somewhere. Wow. Nice. And I've just randomly acquired it. Um, well, I think that's all I have. I have a ghoul somewhere that's not out right now from Fallout. Ooh. I don't have any desk decorations at work. I've got myself a little airplane over there that we got as some kind of promotion, and you only have to water it once a week. Mm-hmm. We have this little, like, I have a, a small bucket that sits on my desk that's just labeled with a black magic marker, the water of life, and people can come and dunk their plants in it, and then after about 10 minutes pull their plants out, I've got some paper towels. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Until they turned into TP. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit i brought paper towels from work they're in that box oh yeah that reminds me um i've been uh you know mm-hmm. it's been an interesting week i know last week when the toilet paper he, pandemic he's repaying hit, you for the tp yeah our good buddy friend of the show has been on the show for multiple episodes earl um came to his rescue one of one of the people who works for me knows earl real well and Earl actually works in my department. But he uh, he texts this other guy and says, Hey, does anybody at work need uh, TP? I'm up at Aldi. And they've got they just got a new shipment in. 
He's like, I, I can get people teepee. And I said, tell them that Rusty Inman needs toilet paper. <laughs> and then I got a personal text. He's like, all right, I've got, I can get Rusty. And I was like, I'm telling Rusty to text you right now. Yeah. Because uh, you I were. Like, uh, I, I texted him. I said, he could so. not I, find a damn thing I, in I Owasso. I spent three fucking days, How man. out were you at that point? I was down to two rolls. Two rolls. So you didn't, you weren't down to taking showers. I was really I was close. <laughs> now it was two two he, rolls. He was getting ready to turn his all the socks in the in uh, the was, shit wipe. You know, I mean, you could just I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're a pretty clean pooper, uh, I mean, you could do that. And if you have a removable shower head, you just kind of bidet yourself in the shower. Uh, the only problem is, is that, like, when you're spraying that much water that, up, some of that poop water is apt to get close to your face. That, we're good. <laughs> we're good. No, no. I mean, I was, I've got a, a pretty powerful shower head. I know that me the, being a dude living here. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have a removable shower head, and that was one of the first things that Jessa just bought for the house. She was uh, like, she's like, you, you need a removable. She's like, hey, I found a deal on this. It's like, what's that? She's like, removable shower head. Install it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because in an emergency situation, it becomes a bidet. Uh, but no, I um, I, I was down to two. I, I was already rationing at that point. Uh, so it was like, uh, shit. Literally, really? literally. Uh, so I went to pretty much any place that would sell paper products or toilet paper or anything like that. Uh, and they were all out. The last place I stopped was a Walgreens. They had, they had nothing. Um, but, I and, and in my desperation, I was like standing right next to like the three boxes of Kleenex that they had still left. And I was like, well, shit if i need it i'm good that's so pretty I pull, thin paper i i pull a fucking box of you but know if it has aloe i mean it's like clean it's like cooling on the if it's hole. good for your nose it, good for your ass i guess so i was but you really need to really deep clean I, your hands after that i i was like okay well in a desperate time right uh, it's a paper product uh at least it's not like you know it's not, yeah, but it's your not, nose is like it has the discharge of a very tiny asshole, uh, right? Versus an asshole-sized asshole. Think about that. You have a small asshole on your face, but you have um, a very small orifice that discharges much less stuff. Well, yes, um, yes. And uh, the thing is, is I pulled that box of Kleenex off, and I was like, uh, gr- kind of inwardly groaning, like this is what my fucking life is going to be like for the next you know, however long, right? And right behind that box of Kleenex was a two-pack of wet wipes. Like, the flushable wet wipe kind freaking things. And I'm like, oh, somebody hid that shit behind the fucking Kleenex. I'm I mean, sure they work it. really well. So, I was like... Have you uh, ever been in, a, like, dire straits or you've just been shitting your brains out? Like wet wipe feels pretty good down there after you're raw. That, that, that yeah, it, it's uh, it's a thing. So I grabbed those. I, I put the Kleenex back and I grabbed the wet wipes and I'm like, this is the sum total of all the thing, all the TP I could find in town over, over the course of three days. Damn. And uh, and then I got the text from Justin about uh, about Earl having TP. 
And I, I, I immediately texted <clears throat> Earl. I said, so, yo, I heard you're my TP dealer now. Uh, what, what would it take for me to get some rolls? <laughs> well, some I, rolled gold, as I called it. <laughs> and I don't fully appreciate how far Rusty drives, because I punched in the address, and I was like, it's not that far north, is it? Mm-hmm. And then I looked at it again, and I was like, it really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I packed up. I didn't want to completely like pack up the house before I left so I could leave the dog here, so I took the puppy with me. Yeah. So and drove that see. whole way. So you get to see my apartment. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a pretty fair drive. It's a it's not it's not a short drive, that's for sure. Right. Uh, but I appreciated that 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 was uh, that that was it literally saved my ass. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the TP shortage is real, uh, and, and it's an unfortunate side effect of you know you know. Um, mob mentality and stupidity uh but i should be able to weather the storm i think so too i don't really i mean i'm i'm a normal pooper but i realistically so the kid's not here right now the kid's at her aunt's so that saves me in tp quite a bit yeah jess is in florida and I'm just a male dude of average poopage. <laughs> so, and yeah. with a, an adult male of average poopage that isn't like wiping like a ridiculous a half, person. Yeah, yeah I, don't I go use through a half a roll for a fucking wipe. It, well, it's just, pooping twice a day on average, yeah. and twice a day is getting me about three or four days a roll. I still have 18 rolls left. I overbought before, and I've been overbuying having a girl mm-hmm. living here um, because. She uses more TP than I do for obvious reasons. Right. So I had overbought, had like 24 rolls before all this started. Mm-hmm. I've still got 18 left, and it was that was two weeks. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is. I'm feeling, I'm not actively seeking it out. Now, I will tell you that when I'm getting to my last six rolls, yeah. those next few days, I'll be actively looking for another large package. Yeah. But for the time, the only thing that was bugging me today is just the amount of things that are gone off the shelves. Because the only time I could go grocery shopping, now that we've done a lot of the... And this is the right thing to do, right? But letting the elderly shop early. Mm-hmm. Early is the only time I can go. That's kind of my thing, too. So, if I go after work like I did today, it is, at that point, 6.30. And pick and, through. And pick through. And then I, the only days I have off are Sunday, Monday, which are both big shopping days. For most people, mm-hmm. now that there's a fair amount of people off work, I see Monday being pretty problematic. Um, it's starting to get on my nerves. I really wanted eggs. Um, I was just going to pick up eggs. Mm-hmm. Three different grocery stores completely out of eggs. So mm-hmm. I bought Jimmy Dean's sausage and egg patties. I And I yeah. was like, well, there goes keto again for the next week. Well, I, I've already kind of, uh, I tried for the first week or so, God, I tried. A bitch, and then I just at a certain point I gave up and just said, this is the cheat week or cheat month, who it's knows? It's going to be a cheat month. It's, you know, the thing is, is there's just not enough stock of what you need. There's uh, no staples of anything. I'm having a hard time finding motherfucking cream well, for yeah. my goddamn coffee. Yeah. Um, so I, I ended up, like, so I just bought hamburger today. Because I didn't see any other meat. I know, right? I was like, well, instead of going with a meal plan of what I'm going to do, I'm going to go and see what's there and then turn that into a meal plan. Right. 
Yeah, I'm, it's it's chopped the life now. Uh, what can I make with these ingredients? Does it taste good? <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm, I took some uh, oven pizzas and I'm like fucking doubling those up. I got a block of mozzarella in there, some extra pepperoni, and these yeah. oven pizzas are turning into fucking delicious. Yeah. Instead of a shitty $3 pizza, it is now $3 pizza with another $3 of ingredients on it. That's kind of what I do. Uh, and that's and, and that is what I ended up having to do cuz when I went um you know so I can I can stop by after work which is about 7 o'clock, right? So it's yeah. right around the time they're still stocking shelves. Uh even even then there was like five people waiting for hamburger when the guy was putting it out and by the time I got to it there wasn't any hamburger left. I was like, fuck, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, the, so I started looking at what was available. Like, what can I, you know, what can I do? The deli counter still fully stocked. So I picked up some fucking, you know, some sandwich meat. Not that there's any bread. I just picked up fucking, you know, I had them uh, cut up some provolone cheese and I'm using that as the fucking bread. Right. Um, and then I went over and they had just stocked up all of their like, you know, uh, taken baked pizzas in the fucking you know in the fridge, and nobody was grabbing those. So I grabbed like two or three of those fuckers, and I'm like, okay, I can I can make taken baked pizzas. I look over and there's some mozzarella cheese. I grabbed that, and I went over to the pepperoni. And normally I pick up like the cheap little packages of pepperoni, and there wasn't any there, but the big one was still there. So what I noticed is most of anything that is cheap is being panic bought. Everything that is expensive still on the shelf, right? Like they had fucking they they still had uh T-bone steaks up on the shelf. I was going to fucking buy them because who buys steak from fucking Walmart, right? But um you know, that that was still there, but all the hamburger was gone. Yeah, I just I'm fairly stocked food-wise right now with what I've got. I don't really need to go grocery shopping for a while. Well, I did, this week has week. been really yeah, I've got about a week. But like really what I had today was like I had green chili burgers. So I grilled up a bunch of burgers the other day for lunches. Mm -hmm. And green chili burgers are one of my favorite things of all time. Mm. Um it's been interesting working from home too. Like you can see my little setup here. The the listener cannot see because they're listening. Right. But I took an old Walmart entertainment center that I had set up before in the living room, just literally like two planks of wood with like four cubes underneath it or six cubes underneath it, and turning that into my work desk. And then I'm using one of the office chairs in here, which is Jason's chair, because it's close. Mm-hmm. And then I took, I have these, uh, I forget what they call them, but they're like collapse, as a collapsible coffee table or collapsible end tables mm -hmm. so that we could have more than one end table all over the house. And I'm using that as my mouse pad and that took some getting used to. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of different mouses over there, depending on what's more comfortable. I got this vertical mouse for half the time and the other mouse for the other half the time to give my wrist rest. Um, I have a lot of issues with my wrist, yeah. but it's just been weird. Like I actually haven't been out of the house. So it's Friday. I already said that, right? Mm -hmm. I went home Thursday from work, went grocery shopping once on Sunday, and have not been out of the house since. Wow. And I've been here this entire time. Um, 
And a lot of people be going stir crazy working from home for me. Now, granted, I'll tell you guys offline what I'm doing right now because of the situation, Mm -hmm. which is way different than my normal responsibilities. But no, all last week with us going work at home, I was IT support for work at home. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of recruited myself into that as I knew that I had a set of skills that not everybody did. Um, and troubleshot VPNs for most of the week. Nice. Um, and just setting up basic computer equipment, which was fun. Um, this week, all I'm doing is I'm, well, I'll speak about it offline. But essentially, yeah. I'm doing... A lot of normal work, um, and while I'm doing so, I'm watching a lot of movies on my iPad oh, because doing? it's the work that I train people to do uh-huh. on a day in, day out, but I don't normally have to do that part of the job that often. Right. It's just we need a lot of help, so I'm just doing it, and I'm yeah. pretty good at it, which is why I teach people how to do it. So for me, it's just cake work. Yeah. You're essential. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, based on what I do. I mean, I work in the pay-for-TV industry. Yeah. Won't say where uh, for very obvious reasons. But because of that, um, we're also considered somebody who's essential for information. Yep. And because that means I have job security like you would never think would have. I I also have <laughs> job security working as an IT specialist. So... Uh, I keep the internet alive. I work in a I training. I work in the home and business security field. Yeah. All of us are essential. I am essential. <laughs> are we all now working from home? Um, no. Uh, I still have to report. I physically cannot uh, work from home. Like, most of my job is hands-on repair of, you know, of equipment. So now, I'm the only one that's, say... like, holed up in the Batcave. Now, if I'm not required... If there's nothing happening, then yeah, I'm going home. I'm yeah. you know I'm I'm working from home from. If you're answering emails home. or answering questions, right? If I'm just answering questions or emails or you know just you know just normal you know business work stuff, right? I I can do that from my home office, but physically yeah. repairing stuff. You know, I will tell you, with I the can... three of you in here, this room is great. But when I'm here during the day, it's dark and quiet as shit. <laughs> and is really mm-hmm. creepy. So I've been peeling back the. You were in here, I, Rusty. But I know. I had I'm the, already staring at it. You can see that I had peeled back the soundproofing and hung it up above the window. I was half expecting to see a wall of spiders behind there, and there was not. It, it, well, no, there was not. Um, but thankfully, because thank, fucking erectophobic, that yeah. would suck. But uh, yeah, I peeled that back so that I could see outside during the day, so I'd have oh. daylight. But uh-huh. everybody, because I work from webcam so often, uh-huh. and what's even funnier is when people call me now, like, I have to disable it, but I forget half the time. It also pops me on camera every time somebody calls me. <laughs> so Internal. they can see the sex, the sex dungeon. And I've had to explain it several times, but a lot of times I'll just turn off all the lights yeah, so that you can see my face. Just, so and it just, just like- looks like I'm in a dark hole somewhere, and I'm just like, I'm working remote. Uh-huh. From where? From the from, bat cave. <laughs> from the bat cave. That's I, what it looks like in the background because it's so cave. black in here. Yeah. Well, you know, the the uh, the soundproofing I, in here is I turned the camera a little bit so you could see that door that's not soundproofed anymore. Uh, okay. So that it wasn't so bat cave like in here. Oh, well, 
But I mean, you know, then, then they see the microphones and they realize, oh, it's a studio of some sort. And then it yeah. starts questions every fucking time. Well, I so mean, no call is ever short when it's somebody internal talking to me. Like, like once hey, they see what's going are you, on. Are you from? Are you? Are you recording? Uh, are you talking to me from your studio? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My boss was actually asking me if I'd run one of the microphones through the next time I do one of the big calls and just put on my headphones with the the big mic on the boom. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It'd be like. Because they keep asking me, be like, "What kind of mic is that?" You just, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh yeah, oh, it probably sound pretty good on uh, on there. We were talking. He's like, about. it sounds like a coffin in there. I was like, it, "What do you mean?" He's like, "There is literally no, no echo." Yeah, no sound at all. I was like, "Yep," and that's on my shitty microphone. <laughs> that is that is the uh, that's the point. <laughs> that's why we did this. <laughs> I was so. kind of actually half surprised to see that you didn't have. Uh, um. Yeah, dude like the snowball connected into the PC to use well, as a microphone. I mean, we could, there's all kinds of shit. I mean, it wouldn't take very much to get the, this whole setup, you know, hooked up to just about anything else. It's moving one wire. That is all that would I be I literally required. have the splitter that I could normally use instead of the other input box for that PC. Yeah. That would literally plug into the soundboard. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't require much at all. That's the thing. I mean, I, I've been uh, watching people uh, watch YouTube uh, and listen to you know some other podcasts, people uh, that I talk to that are working from home, because um, a lot of the people that I work with work from home because they're admins. They can actually just log in from wherever, right? Uh, but they still have to be on a fucking phone call. So there's fun times. Where I'm talking to somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm in my closet." Uh, re- you know, talking we have some to you. people. Um, one of the people we used to work with, I won't say her name, but you guys would recognize her. I'll just write it here because I don't want to do this kind of shout out. Because mm-hmm. her name is so unique that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, her name's too unique for me to say on here because take like two seconds in a Google search. Mm-hmm. But she literally has a huge walk-in closet, mm-hmm. and she's like a uh, basically scans information all day and sits on calls all day now. And she literally has a huge walk-in closet that she, she decorated and put an AC unit in. Yep. And that is her office. It's a walk-in closet like half the size of the studio. What do you think of you? Know, I mean, all this stuff. You know, this is is a big blanket, right? If I, mean, you're I don't in know where the fuck in, you guys bought this shit, but it seems to work really well. This, yeah, I bought this online. Some, you know, some yeah, audio we site. Fucking he years. he found it randomly on. It was Amazon, been, and we just no. I didn't or, buy it from Amazon. I bought it from an actual. Uh, you know, right, sound. you bought it from the actual site, but we yeah. initially found it on Amazon and did a little research. And dude, yeah, getting yeah. these fucking blankets was a pain in the ass in the beginning. Anyway, like the. Uh, the the way that these uh, these blankets were were sold, for for one, they're uh, these blankets are filled with uh, shredded blue jeans. If you didn't know, that's what that's what's inside the uh, that's what's the the deadening material of these. They're considered a mobile studio blanket, so you're supposed to be able to like fold them up and take them wherever. You're only supposed to use one, but we've got like what three or four of them. I think, I think there's like them. four of them. We have yeah, like ten by them. ten or something, aren't they? And to get them to you know to uh, to you know stick to the walls, basically, well, we needed to have a key. 
We Wait. needed to have a, a a space behind them so that they weren't actually on the wall. So they're about an inch off of the wall. So we've got the two yeah. by fours across the. You know, they're the, about they're about two inches off the wall. The the uh, but the harrowing part of the whole thing was we when we ordered the blankets and I watched Rusty do this. I said we need to run them. We need to have them running down the long side because these blankets are about 10 foot, 10 foot, or I'm sorry, 7 foot by 10 foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks right. Um, and they ran the grommets on the 7 foot side. Yeah, that's the 10 foot side. So, so we had to create the I spent, so we bought, I my wife went out, <laughs> bought grommets, and I spent an entire day cutting the holes and um, pressing did, grommets onto the long side of these damn blankets. All we did was we cut slits in those and put the fucking grommets through them, though. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, each one of these things has, what, like 10 grommets on, you know, on <laughs> it's it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, we had to do that. Of course, the, you know, the way that these blankets come, and if you ever buy, you know, buy sound blankets... Uh, because of the nature of how they're made, they kind of have a chemical smell to them because they have to treat all the packing material uh, for it and get it all sewed up. So it kind of smelled very chemically. So I actually had to take these all to a fucking laundromat and run them through fucking Now, can laundry. you imagine if we all still smoked? Oh, how God, this, this would place. just, oh, just suck in that scent. Yeah, that would suck so bad. If you go back and listen to old episodes, um, 100% of everybody that ever was on the show at any one point all smoked cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was and bad. all of our stuff smelled like cigarette smoke. We had 100% of everybody that has ever been on the show that smoked now does not. Now, a lot of us vape. Yeah. Well, I mean, but all of us do. No, nah, yeah. almost all of us. Uh, Rex doesn't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, like, everybody, everybody smoked. It's like the evolution of, I still this show has grown up with us. I remember the fucking card table with the hole cut in the middle of it with three fucking ashtrays that never got fucking emptied. It was like. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know a vacuum. You know, Holly used to come over and clean the house because she thought it was so fucking gross. (laughs) It was nasty. Like, looking back at it, it was pretty And at a certain point, she loaned us the vacuum on Permalone. Yeah. Because she just thought the carpet was so gross. It was was pretty bad. And I didn't want pets because I thought they wanted to be gross. Uh Uh-huh. No, no. And now I have pets. I don't smoke in the house. I mean, I vape in the house, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean. It's this she place still is, makes messes, but it's nowhere near as gross as it ever was before. Right. Yeah. It's we we've grown up, so I mean, I, I tend to over engineer certain literally everything, certain situations, yeah. literally everything. But literally, <laughs> I'm but, looking around at all of my over engineering. No, no joke. Like the like the third week, Justin's here. I'm in I'm in this room hanging two by fours screwing hooks into the damn two by fours and hanging fucking we have we have too much invested in this show to quit right which is why that you're going to get this during the global pandemic yeah is because we can't stop no we well kind of well for jason it's an escape he gets like one day to escape it is my necessity 
He gets to escape for a couple hours. You know, you funny. haven't seen some. You know, you haven't seen another human being for a week, and while I get to see other human beings every so often, I I I, I don't get to shoot the shit with them like I do with you guys. So. Well, for me, you know, um, this. I can, there's, it's so funny. You watch all the different people that are working from home that I work with on a day in and day out. My boss by nature is an extrovert to the extreme and he's going stir crazy with working from home. It's driving him up. He has to give us a call at two or three times a day because he can't stand to just sit at his desk and work. <laughs> he has, it has to be on video. He has to see people. And then right. me, he knows I could give a fuck. Oh, like man. I'm just, I'm in such a good mood working here and not having any. The interruption I have is via IM, which I can negotiate that time. You're interrupting me, and now I can put you on pause for a moment, let finish up what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and then respond or still respond to whatever I'm doing. And I like that. See, I have planned interruption at that point. I can deal with that. And the nature of my job being essentially a, a supervisor, right, uh-huh. of different things is that I get interrupted all day. So as I, I'm a, a fantastic single tasker and a very shitty multitasker, which doesn't always make the best person for my job, mm-hmm. but I'm very good at single tasking, much better than the people that multitask. It's just the order that I do things. Yeah, it's on prioritize. my time. I prioritize on my time. Um, I have lists of things that I got to do in single task order, but <laughs> I love working from home. I'm not going stir crazy in that way. I'm only going stir crazy in that. Um, it does bum me out a little bit to not see or interact with people that I like, but my dogs love it. Um, yeah. Lola, the wonder dog usually has, she's getting better, um, but has severe separation anxiety that I've been working on for a very long time. Um, I'm down to the, all the time is not help. No, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to, oh, I've, I've got a plan right now. I bought a harness today to, on lunches. We're going to go on walks. Um, I've really found out that it takes me almost no time to eat lunch. I'm so used to coming home, driving 15 to 20 minutes to drive home, mm-hmm. spending 10 minutes eating, and another five minutes wearing the dog out a little bit, cleaning up a mess if they made a mess, letting them outside to go to the bathroom, and then hauling ass back to work. And so with that routine, I'm literally getting done eating because I'm so unhealthy. I eat in 10 minutes. And then I'm like, what do I do with another 50 minutes? And so I've been like doing laundry and like doing the dishes and like setting up my shopping list or inventorying something or like watching (laughs) an episode of something. Creating a spreadsheet for all the things that you do. Yeah, right. I'm doing all those things. (laughs) And now I'm just like, maybe I should just take the dog for a walk. I need to walk off some of this fat. I'm getting really chunky not being on keto and eating fucking oven pizzas and like chili burgers. Yeah. Um. I, I've got to do something because all I'm doing is just sitting and eating and doing work. And then, and, and the other weird thing is like, you got to like set your space so that you have a mindset for where you're at. Right. When I know that when I'm in this space, when I'm in that corner, mm, that's work time. Right. I know that when I'm in the living room, that's break time. I know when I'm in the bedroom, it's Sleep rest time. time yeah. Right. And so I have to do that to prioritize. I'm actually just going outside. So for me to take a break, I literally just walk out in the hall and hit my vape, right? And I knew that wasn't enough. No. So now I'm walking outside to my backyard and playing with a dog and hit my vape. My breaks are like all these. I just said, well, if I get two 15-minute breaks a day, I'm just going to do six five-minute breaks. And I'm just going to split it up that way. So I literally can walk away for five minutes almost every hour. 
hit my vape, let the dog out for a second, play with the dog, come back in, and it's get a little bit of sunshine, and I'm good. I don't get any of that. <laughs> it's it's funny working at night. I hardly ever see anybody anyway. Right, so at most maybe one face. Like where I work, the you know it's gone down to a skeleton crew, so there's barely one person there at any time. Uh, and you know, I, and and I spend most of my time just you know doing a repair or two. But most of my uh, most of my repairs are done, you know, front loaded at the beginning of my shift, right? So I start work at seven p.m. That's when most of you know those repairs are scheduled. By the time I get through about ten o'clock or so, I'm done. I got nothing else to do. I'm just sitting there watching emails. So yeah, I spent you know I spent the the last week or two uh, basically. Go in, do some things real quick, and go uh, go home, and then monitor from home. I don't have a separation like you do. You have the you know you have the station over there, and then going into your living room. Everything is a part of my battle station. <laughs> so I very intentionally <clears throat> didn't set up in the living room. Yeah, um, too distracting for me. Well, I I don't have that issue because i can basically well i have two monitors right so i've got my ultra wide monitor and then i've got a side monitor normally the side monitor is either off or it's got a skype or uh it's got like twitch going on or something like that right um when i'm working from home that's the work computer uh and the ultra wide is my battle station so I am basically, you know, watching YouTube or playing a game of some sort, and I'll watch, uh, you know, I'll watch the, you know, the work computer do that, move the mouse every once in a while. I have to have two sets of uh, keyboard and mice because of the way that I have my network segregated. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is separate. So I can do one thing on my PC, you know, my main PC, and I've got, a, you know, the work PC on a VLAN with a VPN and everything. So it's uh, it's completely different network. Well, I was going to say, for me, the only small distraction for me, and I thought it was funny, um, the kid was here one of the days that I was working from home before she moved to her aunt's house for a little bit. And it was like the exact opposite thing to happen she's she asked me she was sleeping and she's like hey can you turn down your devil music so i can go back to bed (laughs) (laughs) your devil music (laughs) and i wasn't even playing it on the speakers i was playing it on my phone but instead of throwing it through my headphones i just put it on my phone and then just leave it while i get stuff done you know right which is something i can't do from work devil music huh yeah okay Uh, if you're wondering what devil music is currently it's arch spire so okay that's well, I mean, I've heard worse. Yeah, it's <laughs> not really devil music, but um, you turn your devil music off. No, I I'm just thought it was hilarious. Soundtrack up. <laughs> yeah, for reals. But yeah, I've just—it's just my iPad, my phone, and honestly, like I get so absorbed in my work. Really, it's just I usually use music at works to drown everybody else out, so I can concentrate. Mm-hmm. And since I don't need to do it, I just use it to fill the silence. Yeah, well, kind of sitting in this room. <laughs> okay. would, yeah, sitting in this room without sound, without something additional, 
yeah, it because, would drive you crazy because, because you can't hear the birds. You, well, you can't hear the children, care. and I'm okay with that. I don't care about the birds. I don't care about the sunlight. I'm a fucking vampire. None of the birds sing at night anyway. I'm fine. Yeah, but just sitting in the dark in the middle of the day is depressing. I'm fine with Unless it. Unless you got a migraine, and then it's this amazing. Is, this room would be perfect for me because I, I, I do not need the sun, and I do not need outside, you know, I, I don't need an, any type of outside sound. I'm actually going to show you while well, you keep talking. There's crickets, something that's really crickets fucking cool. drive me crazy. Songbirds make me mad. Uh, I am, you know, give me the blackness of night. I am, I am the night. <laughs> I am the night. I can tell you, you know, it also is really fucking cool. What? Yeah, that 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 makes that makes all the difference. This makes right break there. really nice too. Yeah. Uh, I've got Steam Link on the tablet. And it now finally, I know we said this at a certain point, but I just haven't taken advantage of it. Mm. Like I had to charge up my iPad because I never use it, mm. never have time to at work, and I don't have a data plan for it. Right. Um, but, but Wi-Fi. Yeah. But I've got Wi-Fi here and it's hella fast. So, um, yeah, if I want to take a break, I can literally go sit outside and play a couple of rounds of Slay the Spire while I'm hitting my vape. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, on your iPad, I've just because I've been dicking around with different ways of utilizing Steam Link. Mm-hmm. I I like to tinker, um, yeah. and I might I finally got to where I'm actually playing full games on this. I I guess you can hear that that's turned up. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, have definitely taken full advantage of this. And there's a couple of games that work really well. If you uh, to kind of explain this, since I'm trying to kind of transition to game talk a little bit. Um, the best way to use this on iPad I found is turn-based games. Right. Um, I haven't figured out what Bluetooth controller to use with it, but, um, I put it in direct cursor mode and it shows a gesture list for what you need to do in order for it to understand what you're doing. But literally it works pretty flawlessly on Steam Link. Yeah. It looks nice. Nice. For a team, for a, 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 uh, turn-based game, it works just fine. Now, if we try to load up Doom, which I'm really curious what it does now. I don't uh, know what gest- gesture uh, controls are like on Doom. It's going to require at least two hands. It's uh, that, that, you know, in a Ouija puck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I haven't tried trying to, I haven't tried to pair the Steam controller with it, but I've thought about it. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean the, oh yeah, the Steam controller. I have I've got one. one of those. I have one of those. I use too. it for different things. Um, nah, yeah, I'm... there's a there's a setting on Steam Link where I'm letting it. For most of this stuff, I've been putting it in a seven or a 1080i setting um, with upscaled resolution all the way up, mm-hmm. so that it and it seems when you're on a smaller screen for sure, you can't really tell. Oh, I can already see the you know the controls pop up on the screen. <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> That's neat. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to play fucking Doom like that, though. I mean, it is like the the largest controller. That I mean, he's got a fairly decent-sized iPad in front of him. And it's got the fucking D-pad controls on the screen. <laughs> that are like two inches apart. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't know what controller to use right now. Let's try direct cursor again. Yeah, it's... For some it's, reason, it's like... 
Alright, let's just select my game. If I die, I die. Load up. Die. <laughs> nah, man. I, fucking, so is that Doom 2016 you got there, or is that... Yeah, I've... I'm not going to slander the other company that I tried to buy Doom Eternal from yet. But things may happen, and I may I, be talking some serious shit. I'm going to talk offline with you guys. I, um, I, I can tell you that I picked up Doom Eternal, and... You beat it already. I beat it. I beat it. I purchased it a week ago, and I still haven't. I, I, I destroyed that fucking game. I, so I, um, <clears throat> I've had some time, right? Uh, but, uh, I have been playing the fuck out of Monster Hunter World like crazy, right? I got up to over 400 hours now. Uh, in Monster Hunter World, which is insane. It's for the amount of time that I, or the length of time that I've been playing it, that's an insane amount of time. Um, and I have gotten to a point where I have what I want, and now it's just kind of boredom, uh, which I never thought I would see from a Monster Hunter game, just to the point where I. You, know, you put an obscene amount of hours yeah, in that. But now it's just I want to hit things, and I'm not necessarily going for anything. I'm not farming for a material of some sort. It's just this this monster must die situation, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I, I kind of got bored. <laughs> uh, and I said, fuck it. I'm going uh, to play Doom Eternal. Uh, so I picked I picked it up, um, and before I realized what I had done, I picked up a Bethesda Steam code or Bethesda code, not a Steam code. So I ne- then had to download the Bethesda fucking launcher because that was a thing. I could have saved myself all of the fucking problem and just paid six dollars more and bought it on Steam. But I decided that I was going to try to get a deal. And you didn't like doing the deal at all? And, uh, man, I kind of wish that I had picked it up on Steam instead of, you know... What's, you know, the, what's the benefit of the $6 again? Uh, it was... Oh, it, it's it was in on, a launcher that you don't like? It was on... Yeah, I, I don't... I don't want to deal with the Bethesda launcher. Man, I you really, are so fucking anal. I mean, I really don't. There's nothing else on the Bethesda launcher that I want. Nothing. Nothing at all. It is another fucking username and password that I have to remember, basically. And that's... The the reality is is I don't want to have to remember another fucking username and password. Right. Uh, You know, I've already got a full fucking library of stuff that's on my Steam. I would have much rather had it on Steam. I, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, to not fucking do it that way, I w- would have spent the extra six dollars $6 and bought it on Steam. That aside, though, game runs fantastically. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time playing uh, Doom Eternal. It was faster than uh, Doom twenty sixteen. Uh, by quite a bit, uh, it got pretty hectic. 
as uh, as you go through some of the levels. Uh, the levels are fairly well designed. Uh, the uh, there is some really great things they've done with some of the enemy types. Uh, you know, there's fodder enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your normal like you know zombie soldiers and shit like that. Those are considered fodder enemies. Uh, so they throw a fuckload of them at you. Uh, oh god, I could. Oh god, I would not it's be able. The, to, oh no, no. Oh, it's no. all. It's going on right now is I don't have this configured correctly, so it doesn't know where to look. You're staring at the ground. Uh, you're uh, what? Well, what? Well, uh, and it's just like randomly there. firing the gun. <laughs> there. So at least I got it doing something, so you can see that this is the I kind mean, of lag that I have. Which is pretty damn decent, honestly. Well, if I could get this controller config correctly, this would be pretty playable. It, right? There's there's about a quarter of a second delay between when you want to fire and when it actually fires. And I don't think that's the input lag. I really think that's because I don't have this configured at all. Right. It's uh, It's so sensitive when I got it to do the mouse look. That's why it was jittering all over the place is because it... <laughs> It's on ultra sensitive on the PC because that's how I wanted it set. Right. Um, which on a much smaller surface with a very, the trackable area is about an inch for the whole mouse. Yeah. So, so right now that's fucking me up like crazy. Yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't have that problem with the turtle, of course. Um, I'm not playing it from a touch screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, it, does the ultra wide? So I played it in 1440p uh, at ultra settings. Did you hear your fan spin up for once? Uh, it's it didn't actually. The ultra settings for that are pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, it didn't go totally crazy though. Um, I was still getting a, a a fair decent. I'm running off of a 2080, not a Ti, just a normal 2080. Uh, but uh, it was. Doing fairly well. When did um, you upgrade to the 2080? Uh, when I got it for, like, stupid cheap. Uh, um, from my wife's store. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got it for 80 bucks. It's pretty dumb, pretty dumb deal. Uh, so I, I've been running off of that ever since. Uh, that, uh, that handled the game fairly well. Uh, so, I mean, most people are not going to be playing it on fucking ultra settings. There was a couple more uh, settings that you can do. That's not too bad. This is Deep Rock Galactic, which is a game I'll talk about. Now, of course, this is definitely not the ideal way to play. You can see I'm just kind of modified around. a setting so that I could do stuff. Right. And on my iPad, I'm running a pretty steady frame rate on this. It's not bad. To me, it's just like technological wizardry, right? To me, this is kind of the... You know, all the processing will be done on the PC. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I, I prefer just to go directly to the source. I mean, I do too, but like... <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, well, when you've got literally a wall between you and your primary PC, I have no idea why would you, why would you put yourself through that. I'll tell you offline. Okay. The... Um, I have plenty of reasons. The... Uh, yeah, 
I can tell you though, uh, Doom Eternal though, I have to go back to fucking Doom Eternal. We have to we have to talk about that shit. All right. Um, they returned to a lot of the original monster designs. Uh, all the demons look really, really well. Uh, look, uh huh. Um, they look uh, uh, true to the original Doom. As you know, you got some Keiko demons the, again, right? The the Keiko demons look you know look great. Uh, uh, pinkies are fucking terrifying when they're running at you down a fucking hallway. Uh, you know the uh, fucking you know cyber demons. Some of the newer fucking enemies that they threw into Doom Eternal was uh, one of them's called the fucking Marauder. And oh my fucking god! I've heard a lot about the Marauder. The guys from BMF <sighs> Cast or one of the guys, Mackie, seems to really hate Marauders. I fucking hate marauders they are pricks they are the worst fucking enemy in that game like give me barons of hell the entire fuck like a room full of them i can still i I can handle that a marauder fucks you up like one marauder will fuck you up and the reason for that is is they have a sweet spot range, right? If you get too close to a marauder, he'll shoot a shotgun at you and you know, and push you back. If you're too far away from a marauder, he will throw an energy axe at you and do uh, deal damage to you from afar. He pulls up a shield, so he will block every shot you shoot at him with the exception of when he's going to attack you. When he pulls out his axe, his eyes will glow green, and he will be in mid-attack animation. You have to shoot him at that point to stagger him. And that is the only time you can do damage to that fucker. Every other fucking time, he zip-zabbing and fucking across the goddamn map. He's coming up close to you, using a fucking shotgun, you get far enough away, he runs far farther away, throws a fucking energy axe at you, and then you're, like, running towards him as he's running towards you, and he shoots another fucking shotgun at you. I'm like, son of a bitch, just stay still so I can be in the sweet spot. <laughs> and then you're like, the only fucking guns that really do anything, uh, do stagger, is the super shotgun, really, uh, and the ballista, which is a new weapon in Eternal. Ballista's fantastic for long-range engagements uh, and is kind of specialized at killing the Kako demons and things that are flying around, but it's one of the only tools you have against him is the super shotgun and the ballista. And that's what I found, anyway. Everything else is either too slow or does too, uh, too little damage. So when you're out of fucking ammo for those two weapons, which happens a lot in Doom Eternal. The only way that you can kind of keep your ammo up is to go find a fodder demon and slice them in half with a fucking chainsaw. So is there no longer ammo drops? No, there's ammo on the ground, but that's limited. Most of the time, you're going to be using your chainsaw to uh, regenerate your ammo. So they want you you to rely on the chainsaw like you did before. So, yeah, the, the chainsaw is a big, big portion of the 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 gameplay loop for doom eternal is the fodder demons will spawn even if you clear out a whole area and you have one bigger named demon 
doesn't matter what it is, it'll still spawn one or two zombies every so often so that you can go over and chainsaw them in half for more ammo. Uh, that's the primary way of getting your ammo back. Um, Replay in Doom 2016, that's one thing I kept forgetting about. The chainsaw? Because you don't need it as much. Well, you absolutely need and the chainsaw. And really what you use the chainsaw for is, in my head, was just bigger enemy types to help basically give you a cheat. Kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get close, but, like, you got a Keiko Demon or a Reaver or something like that that's tearing you a new asshole. Like, it's a lot cheaper in my head. Instead of blowing all your ammo and all your health, go ahead and use the chainsaw on one of those when you're about halfway through your ammo, and then maybe chainsaw the other one, because usually there's one or two drops in those big arena areas that have chainsaw fuel. Right. So the you can get chainsaw fuel up to three, just like in 2016, and you can use it for the bigger demons, right? And that's basically just a one, an insta-kill. Um, and that's fine. But most of the time, you don't have three, you know, uh, three gasoline for your, uh, uh, for your chainsaw. So where are you getting all your gas from? So the, uh, if you use up all the gas in the, you know, in the chainsaw, it will regenerate one pip of, uh, of gas every so often. So. Right. And it does that in the other game too. So you will always really have kind of one, uh, you know, one gas, but the one gas will only cut the fodder demons in half. It won't cut anything bigger than that. Because uh, you'll need two or three for anything bigger than, say, an imp. Um, so the the gameplay loop is you, you go in with as full of ammo as you possibly can, you know, focus down as many of the big demons as you possibly can, Invariably, you're going to run out of ammo out of the type of ammo that you're wanting to use because you only carry like 20 shotgun shells, right? Uh, and if you're using a double barrel shotgun, that's 10 shots of your super shotgun. You're going to need more uh, more shells, so you go and find a zombie, cut it in half, get your shells back, go back to fighting the bigger demons, and then you just kind of run around killed another fucking zombie with a chainsaw, and so you the zombies are for chainsaw, and the shotguns are for bigger demons. Um, and that's kind of the thing. With, uh, with Eternal, it gives you a dash move. So you are, instead of using shift to, you know, run in, like, normal games, you use the shift key to dash in a direction. Yeah, it's another shift key in 2016s to walk. Right. So because you never do it. It doesn't have any any use until you get the dash function and you can dash up to twice before it has to recharge. Um but it, it allows you to dash in like any direction. So in any of the WSA and D if you hit if you're going forward and you hit the dash it's going to go forward. If you're going left or right or if you're strafing left or right and you hit dash it's going to strafe left or right in a dash. You can do that in midair as well, which gives you a lot of, you know, like you can jump up and kind of move backwards and dash twice and you can kind of get, you know, get distance from whatever came through a fucking door at you or something, right? Uh, it makes the game go really fucking fast. Like you're always dashing from point A to point B. So it's a faster game. It's much faster. And then... When you uh, when you get to a, a demon to a stagger state, which you can do the glory kill, right? You know, you have a fair 
fair distance that you can travel to do a glory kill. You don't have to be like humping its leg or anything. You you can actually be, you know, uh, probably about a second or so travel away before you can actually, you know, do the glory <clears throat> kill. So it instant teleports you right directly to that enemy and does the glory kill real quick. Um, it kind of reminds me of VFR. So if you ever played Doom VFR, yeah. Um, what happens is when you're going to do a glory killer, when they're flashing, you can teleport forward and then do the glory kill right on them. So it helps you have that same fast movement. Right. Because it actually has it has free movement. It has teleport movement. But specifically, it's teleport movement when they um, are flashing. Yeah. See, I don't think that that Doom Eternal would work well in VR. Uh, just the way that you are moving around. Uh, it would be super disorienting. Like, it's really quick, even under normal circumstances, just playing with a keyboard and mouse. Like, super quick. You think it'd just be a nausea fest? It would be a nausea fest, for sure. Um, the, uh, one of the big things that I took away from, uh, from Eternal is that it's, it kind of made me feel like how fast, like, the original, like, Unreal Tournament and Quake and stuff like that. And you remember how fast those games were, right? You take that and you just use a modern, like, teleport technique, uh, you know, to kind of achieve that, but also rack the graphics fidelity up to, you know, 11. It's it's a fun time. There's a, there's a fair amount different, but what... What do you like better about Doom Eternal versus 2016? And then what do you like less? So the the less is is pretty, you know, pretty easy. Um the less is I do not care for the platforming portions of uh, of Doom Eternal. Uh there are quite a bit of you know like flipping around on fucking monkey bars and hanging off of fucking like climbable uh you know sections and shit like that that just feels tacked on um of course the marauder could go fuck a fucking like rotten egg um so that enemy type in particular can go fuck itself uh everything else pretty much all of the uh, bad guys you know are fun and have a a thing about them but the marauder is just a just a pain in the ass so i hate the fucking marauder it doesn't need to be there (laughs) um what i like about it um is they still do the story without a story situation like you don't necessarily get a whole lot of um uh there isn't a whole lot of exposition in doom and that's that's kind of the way that they threw the middle finger up at you know at having a story in the original doom 2016 is oh it started the exposition and then he just kind of like broke the fucking monitor and just said you know what fuck it i'm gonna shoot things um that's you know they kind of went with that but there was also some flashbacks that kind of give you a little bit more uh, so there is more exposition in Doom Eternal. That's interesting because I remember and so I started playing and it's okay that I haven't still gotten Eternal because I'm working my way through 2016 again. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that you wake up out of the tomb. Right. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Which so, I thought was great. And yeah. then I like the whole thing where you keep, right before you get to hell, you keep saying, like, hey, you can still use the Argent energy. Stop breaking everything. And the Doom Marine just keeps it's fucking little, shit up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very much like that. Um, there's not a... Uh, uh, th- there's a-, a couple moments in uh, in the exposition that kind of gives you an idea of what's going on. You can read the you know like the the codex entries, and you can get more about the the history and the lore and you know all the other th- uh, other shit. But all the main points are either told to you at some point, or you kind of run through them. Uh, you know, throughout gameplay. So you really don't have to read anything unless you're like a war nerd. Um, the, uh, uh, the game, you know, you remember the pistol from 2016? That everybody you, tells you to stop upgrading. Yeah, it's basically like uh, you, you don't upgrade the pistol because it's a waste of points. Um, it's fairly useless. Uh, they do away with the pistol altogether. They just give you the combat shotgun right away. Uh, that's the first because they realize that nobody wants to do the charge shot, right? And the the um, the only bad thing about 2016 is the charge shot, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, you get infinite ammo for a pea shooter, and I'm never going to use this gun ever. Um, it was literally the last gun that I upgraded because I didn't have anything else I could put points into. Um, now the, the the combat shotgun is automatically useful because uh, of course it's a shotgun. Um, it doesn't get used very much near the end of the game, but it still has its uses. Like there's, um, there are a, there is an enemy type that is uniquely um, uh, has a weakness to a you know to the uh, the sticky grenade ability. From the uh, from the shotgun, uh, and you use that fairly often to kind of disable a uh, a, a certain attack. So it still has its uses even in you know in the later portions of the game. It's just not your main damage dealer. Um, there is the addition of uh, uh, of the grenade launcher, the shoulder mounted grenade launcher. Uh, and a flamethrower that you get for your shoulder, uh, you will be using the flamethrower a lot because apparently enemies that are on fire drop uh, armor. Uh, And that is the main way for you to get your armor is to set people, you know, set demons on fire and then blow them up. Because uh, they drop showers of armor shirts. So, so really, there seems like there's some pretty major differences with yeah. instead of requiring drops, you're using the mechanics the game had to bring to keep that cycle going as you need to get right. ammo. You don't normally need to pick up anything from the ground as far as like ammo, armor, or uh, or health, as long as you are uh, constantly chan- uh, chainsawing shit in half. You know, setting shit on fire and doing your glory kills, you're going to get your armor, your health, and uh, your ammo directly from the enemies themselves. Which, you know, means that anything that's just laying around on the ground is incidental and a kind of a nice bonus, but not required. Um, 
that kind can of you still glory kill the zombies with a couple of hit melee hits if you can't don't have any ammo. So if you run out of ammo, you automatically pull out your chainsaw. Okay. So you don't normally punch things to death. Uh, there are um, there are times where you can, uh, but if you go up to a fodder zombie and you start punching it, it's going to take a long time for you to get them to a stagger state. Um, so if you are completely out of ammo, the game knows that you need to chainsaw something in half and just pulls out the chainsaw. <laughs> so okay. overall, um, is this going to be something that you're going to, you think you're going to drag with you to the game of the year discussion at the end of this, well, the beginning of next year? Yeah, it's <laughs> it, right. Yeah. So the, um, you know, this is actually a, a, one of those, uh, those games. Sure. It only took, it only took me about 18 hours or so to beat, but just like doom 2016, it's fun. You go, you, you kill shit. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a gory blood fest that it's used that to, you know, just blow off steam and it's right. very easy to do. Um, I'm not a big fan of their online elements. Like I've never played the multiplayer in doom, uh, 2016, and I don't intend to play the multiplayer in, uh, you know, in, uh, doom eternal. Uh, not everything's kind of there. Like when you saw the, uh, the, the, the initial coverage, you saw like the invading demons where you had, you know, like other players playing, uh, like powered up demons that were invading single player games. It didn't happen for me. I'm not even sure if that's a thing that's been implemented, uh, was watching for it just to see if it would happen. Because it was kind of like that Dark Souls element of an invader. Um, never, never saw it throughout my gameplay, so can't you know can't say whether or not that's a thing or not, or if you have to be specifically playing a multiplayer game for that to happen. Right. Um, but uh, I can say that it is one of those games that I will uh, that I'll go back to, just like I did with 2016. Uh, I'll go back to it just because it's it's just fun. Like you can go once you beat the game, you can you know you do a mission select. You can go pick up all the collectibles. Um, collectibles are all right. They're they're nothing like it's it, they're not as hard to find in some places. They're they're still challenging to get to in some place you know on I've, some of the I've maps. I found ninety percent of all the secrets and collectibles so far with twenty sixteen. There's for me going back to that game. It's just it's not not really a Metroidvania, but it kind of feels like that. Yeah, because you go through stages of whole bu- a whole bunch of chaos, and then you're it's a whole bunch of just let's search the level and use the map and see where I can find next. Well, you and can- so I kind of like just piddle my way through that. Because I like to be that explorer and look for the collectibles while I'm destroying shit. You can do that. The um, the, the thing with uh, Eternal is that if you look at the map uh, and you are getting into what I would consider a you know a combat arena, it's going to show you on the map that that is going to be a combat encounter. Everything else in between is kind of you know, like an incidental run in with a, you know, with a 
you know, a couple zombies or whatnot. Are you running into the gore nests still? Uh, gore nests are in the game, It's but the gore nests are, um, uh, are considered special encounters. They're kind of like a timed battle. So you have like 15 or 30 seconds or something like that to kill a certain, you know, certain set of demons that pop up. Do you still do the weapon challenges? Uh, weapon challenges are still a thing. Uh, as you like upgrade, you see the rune and then you go into a special room and then defeat so many things with a certain thing to get an upgrade? Not that way. So weapon challenges happen more organically. Uh, so if it's you just, upgrade your weapon uh, to a... Um, a maximum. See, like the the sticky bomb for the uh, for the combat shotgun, right? Uh, or the you know where you shoot something, you know you you shoot an enemy, it sticks to them and then explodes. Um, once you fully upgrade that ability, it's going to give you a weapon challenge for a mastery, which gives you like the mastery of three, was in the old games, but it also had the addition of runes to add to your overall abilities, right? Um, the mastery is. I wouldn't only... know that if I wasn't actively playing it right now. Right. Um, so the mastery is still there. It has you do that in the normal game instead of te- teleporting you to a different room. Um, but uh, like the runes, you still have them. You can still pick up runes, but they're not like a challenge you don't go to a challenge room for it so you just find a rune yeah you just find a rune and equip it and it gives you you know it gives you an ability i think you can have three of them equipped at a time um there is a slayer challenge uh there's six of them throughout the game uh and those slayer challenges are intense fights like it will teleport you to an arena uh, and you will be fighting a fuckload of enemies that you know that spawn, but it's not timed. It's just basically survive it, you know. And uh, the enemy types will sometimes be enemies that you haven't seen before, uh, but they'll just basically throw the fucking book at you as far as enemies are concerned, and you're just required to survive it. Most of those fights end up being like shoot and then fucking dash away try to find a opening because the enemies will surround you and put you into a fucking corner and then just sit there and beat the shit out of you so overall what i'm getting is this is a you think it's a must play 2020 game i believe that if you were a fan of 20 uh doom 2016 uh doom eternal improves upon it and it should be something that you play this year um, if you are a fan of the old style, uh, like quakes and the original dooms, uh, it's a no brainer. <clears throat> you should be picking this up. Uh, it's definitely worth the full price. I just, you know, the only buyer's remorse I have is because I picked it up on Bethesda's you know, store instead of on Steam. So I'm going to talk a little bit of shit and I'm going to pass it over to Jason's cause I finally got a reply. Okay. So, me being on a a very fixed and planned income for the time being, not knowing things. Right. Pick this up on, it's a reputable site and then it's not a third-party seller of 
people's CD keys. It's literally the CD keys website. Ah. And I got the wrong region. Whoops. And I, this is what happened. I woke up in a, I shouldn't say in a fever dream because I didn't have a fever. Knock on wood. But okay. I woke up at 5 a.m. the day that Doom launched and I wanted Doom last Friday. I was like, and this is in my half-awake brain. I was like, where can I find this cheap? And I searched cheap, CD, key, Doom. Whoops. And I was going to get it on Green Man. It actually had been sitting on my Green Man list. And I trust Green Man. Green Man's been pretty good to me so far. That's where I bought it. Because... It takes you to the Bethesda launcher. And it does say, I was looking at it while we were talking, you know, it does, this is Bethesda launcher, and if you're in Turkey, you get a CD key. And they usually have, like, a deal, like, right now you can get Resident Evil uh, Nemesis, what is it, 3? Um, the remake for $41 through them, right. which is a pretty good deal. Um, then they're all very reputable keys. Well, CD keys does something similar. They buy stuff out of different regions, right? I should have bought the worldwide region and in my half-awake self bought the Eastern Europe version Whoops! and could not use the key. And I didn't understand why the key wouldn't redeem when I did this over and over and over again Friday morning. Um, it was also the first day I was working from home, which might have been the other reason I woke up so early thinking I was going to be late for some reason to my room. <laughs> but my commute is 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried about VPN issues and all sorts of stuff because I hadn't tested it. But I then emailed them back and said, hey, this key won't work. Um, it's uh, Something's wrong. And they hadn't really looked at it. And then somebody shot me back within a few hours saying, hey, you check your region. I checked my region. Oh, okay. Yeah, the region's wrong. Sent them an email. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, no. Nothing. 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 I'm out $42. Oh, no. Nothing. Um. Sent him another email Wednesday. Hey, you guys haven't got back to me. You told me this is what it is. You usually process this refund. Um, can you tell me what's going on? I'd like to play this so I can talk about it on my podcast. Please respond to me. Right. Finally got a response while we're on the podcast, which is why I said I wasn't going to say anything. We'll review your request and have your refund within 10 days. Oh, my God. At this point, I am not purchasing it again from them, so I will <laughs> probably just be picking it up tonight from Steam. Yeah. Because of... So, that was my experience with CD keys. Um, there's nothing disreputable about what they're doing. It's just that level of customer service really pissed me off. And I wouldn't normally talk shit about something except that it took me a motherfucking week. For you to just get a standard response. And then and you have And another... I literally said something in one of the original emails. This is my first experience with you all. Would you guys please make good on it and help me out? Right? I would like to remain a little customer as I normally use Green Man as well as Steam. Please let me know what's going on. And that was the response that finally got them to generate something tonight. Wow. Days later. Um, they're based out of Dubai. That's... Silly. So I so, bought uh, mine from Green Man. Uh, Green and, Man is and is I've very bought, all right. Yeah. Like we're not talking. There are things that I will literally tell you to stay away from. There's those sites that sell from third parties, meaning people that bought a bunch of keys on the cheap and then sell them. Right. Um. Yeah. The, you don't want to buy from them because half of those are redeemed sometimes, and they're not active keys anymore, and they're scammed. And I'm not going to say the names of the sites, but there's about three or four. Really well-known sites that are literally on the level of Pirate Bay for video games. Right. 
and do not buy that shit. You're not going to be getting any money back to the developer. This, at least, either one of these two ways, does get money back to the developer at a price point that they already agreed upon. Right. I'm not ripping anybody off. And we're in a place right now where people need to watch your money. Green Man, 100%, will say, is the way to go. It'll tell you where you're getting the key from. Right. Rusty doesn't like Bethesda launcher. It will tell you if it's Bethesda launcher yeah, on there. It was just me. It's just a, a personal It'll tell thing. you if it's on the Epic Store. It'll tell you if it's on Steam. Yeah. Um, but it is reputable, and you're going to be getting a product. It's a pretty small team. I've had to have support on it one time. Um, they got back to me within 30 minutes via email and got my issue corrected. Yeah. Um, I've bought about 10 or 15 games on yeah, there. I've used Green Man plenty of times before. It's just, I, I spaced out on this to whether or not that was going to be on the Steam. I was expecting a Steam key, and I got a Bethesda launcher key. So when I took the, the, the key, tried to put it in Steam, I'm like, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, let me look at the email. Oh, I got to download the fucking Bethesda launcher. Bummer. Yeah, and now it's now it says, "Hey, this is a Bethesda DRM, so you must download their uh, their thing." I skipped right over that. I skipped completely. Well, over it's fifty one fifty nine right now at fourteen percent off. It's a pretty decent deal. Yeah. See, I mean that that was that was kind of my thing. Is I was like, "Oh, it's like six or seven dollars, you know, cheaper than what's on Steam." I'm gonna do it here. Yeah, I'm probably still gonna wait until I beat twenty sixteen before I pick it up, but. It's- um, just so that I'm spacing my stuff apart. But I want to move on to other things. Jason, have you done some gaming this week while you've been holed up? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? The, uh, none? Seriously, none. Um, should have got some fucking Animal Crossing for your between, Switch. Right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I played a, a small amount of Witcher on Spring Break, but not much. Um mostly dealing with the kids there right and then uh uh, this week has all been go work i come home everybody's stuck at home plus everything going on with the world right now turn my evenings into uh one project or another of course the honeydew list must be done um yeah, Two I'm evenings. fortunate that nobody's here right now. Yeah. My honeydew list is what I make of it. Now, I'm still doing things. As you can see, I rearranged this into an office and cleaned it up a little bit. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah. my honeydew list. My, my, my honeydew list is not done by anybody. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> some of it's been spent uh, making sure uh, we have everything set up so all three kids can do remote learning because when TPS comes back into session, that's exactly what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's been an interesting world out there. Dealing with my truck two nights yeah. in a row. You have not uh, had one because my battery was dead. Then when I got a new battery, oh, no. started it, not all the spark plugs are firing. Nice. So, I was wondering why the old beast wasn't um, out in the parking lot. And then, uh, uh, after that, uh, Crystal bought a, uh, she's had enough. Kids are driving her crazy. We've been tossing around a tam- trampoline for a couple years. Uh huh. So, you put up a tam- trampoline so, outside? You know, that stimulus package got passed. So, she's like, hey, we can, we afford can, it. We can get this now. 
and then pay back the credit card once we get our Trump money. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Um, uh. So like last night, I started building the damn thing just after five thirty. I was working on that damn thing till ten o'clock last night. Damn. Uh, uh. Now, granted, by then, basically the only thing that needed to be done was the safety net needed to be tied down to the uh, the rings that the springs attached to the map with. Yeah. Uh, to keep the kids out of the springs, but uh, otherwise, it it was complete. So, I've had very little time for me. The now last you, two weeks. But now you're about to. Plenty. <laughs> I look forward to your report. I'll tell you, I'll quickly go over, because my gamer IDD kicked into full bore um, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I've put a ridiculous amount of time into Deep Rock Galactic lately. I saw that. Um, I really like that game. <laughs> it's just, it's got that Minecraft itch, but with purpose. You're not really building anything. You're just finding minerals and then fighting waves and enemies. And it, I think it is probably even more fun with friends. But it is also very fun by yourself. You've got a little robot that follows you around that you can command to do different things. So if you've got stuff that needs to be mined in places you can't get, you just tell the robot to mine for it. Uh, I've been leveling up the engineer that all the different classes have their own like support abilities. The engineer support ability is building platforms. So it's makes traversal through these random ass caves very possible. Um, and then he's got turrets that he can drop and he's got a shotgun. And as you progress, you use the money you make from the mining expedition and the minerals you mine, the additional minerals you mine as currency to unlock different upgrades for your weapons to get different abilities for those weapons or those tools. Nice. Um, and it's just got a good ebb and flow. It is really, I mean, single player lets you, if you fly solo, it retunes the map. You can tune it to ridiculous. Um, the little robot will revive you instead of having a player revive you. So it's built so that it'll work single player and actually be fun. Um, the missions themselves are pretty repetitive, right? It's go in, mine, and then do things. I... And by mean do things, it's fight off waves of enemies while you mine, basically. And then sometimes there's different objectives, like find the, the... You've got a robot that follows you around that you dump all your minerals in called a mule. And sometimes it's like, go repair mules to go find mules. It's, some of it's called an egg hunt, which means that you find these alien bug eggs in the dirt. And then you uh, extract them and put them in a mule. And then you end up... That was a weird pop. That and was you, a weird pop. And then you put that, that pee... I don't know where that's coming from. It's from me. Wow. I don't know how this is popping so hard. I don't know. I got some dry lips. Maybe. I got to wet my whips. Wet Maybe. my whips. Wet, wet, wet them. Okay. That's all right. Please don't do that. Oh, God. So. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, it is. <sighs> so, anyways, uh, 20 hours of playing that in the last couple of weeks has been pretty fun. 20? Oh, that's cute. I, my game time's not nearly as extensive as yours. <laughs> um, I put 20 hours worth of like, time into Monster Hunter. And 20 hours is usually games. my weekly game time. Um, One and a half days. Because I still do. I've got little projects I do. I mean, I had to repair the threshold under the door. Yeah. Uh, me and Dad did that one evening. 
you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. In early access, a very playable and very playable complete game with progression and an end game. Um, literally on the cusp of being finished. Um, I mentioned Doom 2016. I'm just kind of chugging through that. I'm about six hours in, so I'm about the halfway point. Um, I got all the way to the last level and never finished it before, for whatever reason, because something else came out. Um, huh. So I'm just going to finish it before I play Eternal. Yeah. The other game um, that I've put a lot of time into that I really like, um, after bouncing off stuff over and over again, uh, I've got two more. Uh, Legend of the Keepers. Okay. Is an early access title. It is a kind of like side-scrolling dungeon keeper. Let me explain. It is very much a unique thing all to itself. So you Pokemon collect monsters through a series of events. And what it does is you set up, it sets up a stage. You are the Dark Overlord, and what you're doing is you are protecting your treasure. So it'll start you, and this is a little bit random, but depending on the dungeon layout. You'll start off one room, like say the starter room is a trap. And then the next room is three monsters. You basically set up a tank, a support, and a DPS. Uh, the next room will probably be a spell room. And this is a really simple layout. The next room will be a trap. Next room will be another set of monsters, and the last room will be a boss. And all the monsters have abilities based on where things are in a row. It's always three monsters versus three um, heroes. heroes. And you cast abilities on your turn order. Your turn order is determined by initiative. Um, and what you're trying to do is slow them down, and you're either trying to scare them away or kill them. Um, and... All the different monsters that you unlock or purchase or find through random events, um, you use to complete that objective. And then when they get to the last monster, which is the boss monster, he's got a hell of a lot more health. Um, you're trying to make sure that the uh, heroes don't get to your treasure. When they get to the treasure, your your run is over. Um, but it goes through a series of weeks. So one week's going to be the adventurer week, and you go through and you're going to kill the adventurers before they get to your treasure. Then you're going to go to the next week, which will let you to you know, upgrade a trap or train your heroes with gold that you earned from the last run. Um, it might let you do an event where you send a series of heroes to, and it's a this is an event-based thing. It'll say, send them to go plunder this town with a 25% chance to find a monster and a 25% chance to injure one of the heroes for Adventure Week or for X amount of weeks. And then you go through all of those different events. They've got like an alchemy one where you can like transmute the tears. The tears are what you get from scaring enemies away. And then blood's what you get for killing enemies. You transmute that to offset one of those different means of currency. And then um, you go into a, uh, you might be some other random event. There's always a, usually a, like two or three random events. And then you go back to the adventure week or veteran week or hero uh, or like expert hero week or whatever, right? You choose which one of those that you want to do, and based on which one you choose, the reward type that you get. When you're done with the run and they've captured the treasure, you get so many experience based on how many weeks that you survived. And that experience you use to upgrade the main boss with additional abilities. So your run might take you an hour. Your run might take you two hours. And mine might take me 20 minutes. Um, it saves your progress exactly where you were last, even down to the turn order that you were on, much like Darkest Dungeon. Um, so it is very easy to pick up and put right back down. Um, and it has got a kind of a simple loop that seems to be pretty addictive and pretty fun. Um, plays extremely well on break on iPad to get me through 
a few weeks, well, the dog went to go see Rusty. She is awakened. She is awakened. Uh, but overall, Legend of the Keepers is pretty damn fun. I'm fairly addicted to it. It is a very simple game. Um, but it does a lot of, it ticks a lot of boxes that scratches an OCD itch, and it plays very well via Steam Link on a tablet. Um, and some pixel art graphics that are done very well with cool effects. And cool-looking monsters, for that matter. Um, also been dicking around with Game Pass. Yeah. Um, Game making, Pass. Yeah, Game Pass has been pretty good to me. Um, and I finally started playing a game that I felt was extremely appropriate, and it's just a, a Plague Tale. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> Plague Tale. Yeah. <laughs> so that game's pretty interesting. It's a, basically a puzzle game. With a, a lot of story and a lot of fairly simple stealth. Got to make sure that you are in the light so that you can keep the rats away. The rat tech is pretty impressive on that game. Yeah, this is, they're like all fucking animated. Yeah. It's a carpet of them. They're scary, too. Um, it's intense. Like, the coolest, and I feel like there's some kind of morality system going on because I keep having the option to kill people and not kill people. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just killing folks because, to me, it seems way more brutal. Sandra will remember that. Yeah. No, the character, you run into a lot, of, it's basically a, a girl and her little brother. Mm -hmm. The little brother's real sick and you're trying to escape, is what I've gathered so far. Uh -huh. um, and the Inquisition's going on and it's seems like it's based on the Black Plague. Uh, it's in France, I think. Okay. Um, graphics, 100% top-notch, like as good as it gets um extremely well done in that department but and then the tech behind it is really fucking cool but the stories actually grabbed me i thought a little kid be annoying most of the time well normally you walk into those games like oh this has got a little kid it's gonna be annoying yeah it's the kid <laughs> is just part of the puzzles like sometimes the kid is because he's small he can go in little places and pick up things that you can't and you can send them to oh there's a dog again She's going to go see Rusty and just boop her and she'll give you a kiss. Yeah, I see it. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. There it goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's one of the most brutal things about it that I like is she's got a, a sling. And this is the kind of sling like David and Goliath kind of sling, right? Where you got to swing it around, and you do you get upgrades based on the materials you're finding in the world to like basically make it faster to aim and shoot your sling. And you'll see that a guard's an Inquisition guard, right? He's got this lamp that he's using to keep the rats at bay, and he'll start running at you, and you'll sling the sling and break the lamp, and then the rats just swarm him. And I know there's probably some kind of morality thing at play because it always gives you an option to go around him, but me. And myself, because I'm normally such a nice guy, it's the only time I get to be kind of evil. And I just, the tech is so cool of the swarm just picking his bones clean that every time I get an opportunity, it's like, I can break that lamp. I you're can break, I can you're break a that. terrible person. Yeah, there's all sorts of distractions. And if I have an opportunity to use that sling for some kind of... It's kind of like... It's kind of like Dishonored. You can go through it Dishonored is. without killing thing, you know, killing anybody, but it's way more satisfying to cut people's fucking throats out. So we'll see what the that plays out to be. I know this there was a true. lot of people's game of the year list last year. Yeah, um, 
I, I'm actually digging it quite a bit, and it is the checkpointing system's decent. It's not perfect, but the chapters are short enough that you're talking about. I saved it at the end of the chapter. I'm replaying ten minutes. Um, hmm. Right, like I exited because something happened. It's not a game I can quite play on break here, like the other games. Right, but it also helps me differentiate the game I'm playing on break versus the game I'm playing on the TV. Right, and it's yeah. with the HDR and 4K and the beautiful graphics and all that stuff. That's the one I want to play on the TV. Yeah, um, yeah. So Plague Tale's pretty fucking yeah. cool. I picked something up. Search two, search two's also on there too, and as well as Ori, which I think is what you're playing. Oh yeah, I'm playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I started that. Um, I got stuck knowing where to go, and I was like, I'm not in the place to be stuck on a game. That's uh, the same thing that happened with Surge. I got past the first boss battle and the second one, and I was like, wait, I don't want to be in a place right now where I want to be stuck because I'm not getting to game till about eight or nine o'clock at night. So I need to go. That's where Plague Tale really kicked in, is that, yeah, this game's not you that hard. You just want something linear. Yeah. Uh, Will of the Wisps is, uh, and I'm just going to call it Ori from now on, um, the uh, the game kind of, you know, I I, I like the original. I, I, I really like the original. The the art style, was, you know, and the way that the story was presented, uh, the, the, the sound design for that was phenomenal everything about the original ori was just like this is really really good right now the combat is quite uh, is changed quite a bit with, i think the uh, combat's a lot sharper now isn't it? yeah so so it's like um will of the wisps has a lot more options uh than the original, as far as combat is concerned, uh, combat is a, a bigger thing uh, in this instead of just traversal, which I I'm all right with. Uh, it kind of gives you a, uh, a spirit sword right away, um, which reminded me quite a lot of uh, Hollow Knight uh, in some of its mechanics. Uh, Hollow Knight was just really well done as far as its combat was concerned. Uh, this kind of adds to that uh, by making it ori and beautiful. Um, the uh, the game doesn't necessarily hold your hand. It tells you kind of where to go, but doesn't tell you exactly what to do. Uh, so when you first start, it's kind of just explore and you know try to get to places that you know you're you know that you can get to and uh it has that metroidvania uh, you know this about it because it's uh you know there's going to be places and power-ups that you can't get to without having other power-ups so i'm just gonna earmark those and go back to them um i can't really say that i'm too, you know i'm about maybe 80 percent into the game um done a lot but i haven't completed it yet uh only picked it up really yesterday so uh it was probably about 10 hours or so of play so far and i'm about 80 percent done so it's not super long um i chew those games up quite a bit though i mean you know game you know metroidvania games like ori and 
you know, in Hollow Knight, I just, I, I love them. I just go through them really, really quickly. Uh, I'm not doing a full completionist run. It's just like most of the places are 95% done, um, which is fine for me. I, I was just looking for something that was a little different than Monster Hunter. Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the combat system has improved quite a bit. Uh, the movement system is just as fluid, if not better, uh, than the original Ori. Uh, the story kind of grabs you, but it grabs you a little late, in my opinion. Um, so it just kind of gives you a, a setting at first, and then, you know, and then something happens, which really starts the story, which is... A, a little different. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that it's different. Um, overall, though, I mean, from what I've seen so far of it, which is uh, admittedly most of the game, um, yeah, by this point, by this point, uh, you know, at 80% done, I haven't seen the final boss, but I have played a few bosses in there. There isn't as many bosses as Hollow Knight, uh, but there doesn't need to be. Uh, and the mechanics of the fights are are still relatively easy, in my opinion. Like compared to Hollow Knight, which kind of give you, you know, gave you the uh, uh, that Dark Souls feeling where you had to, had to learn the move set of a weapon, you know, of the enemies and uh, and learn how to dodge at a specific point. You can kind of button mash through Ori. Right. Uh, you know, at the normal difficulty, at least, um, and still kind of succeed because it gives you a lot more like opportunity to heal and uh, yeah. and whatnot. It, I mean, you get a the the abilities are called shards, and you can you know you can have certain uh, shards uh, equipped, which gives you uh, some customizability as far as how you want to play uh but it also gives you like three different abilities that you can map to the controller at any one time and one of those control uh, one of those abilities is regenerate which uses your energy to regenerate your health so if you take a bunch of damage from you know from a fight you can kind of regenerate in a hollow knight style way you can still have like have a moment where you sit and concentrate for a little bit and use some of your energy to regenerate your health. Yeah, that part is pretty different and something that I thought was pretty welcome. You know, it it was in, uh, instituted in there. So basically what uh, what I saw of, uh, of the new Ori game is they took all the best stuff from the original Ori game and kind of added in the, uh, the you know, the good stuff from Hollow Knight. And then just gave it a new setting and a new story, uh, and I'm not hating on it at all for that. It is you know that kind of uh, that kind of gameplay loop has its place, and I definitely enjoy it. Um, I can't hate on it because both of the games are really fucking good, and a melding of the two just is like perfect <laughs> you know is that basically all we've played in the last couple of weeks yeah uh that's yeah. that i mean that's quite a bit i mean like you said i 
you know, for the first week or so, I was playing Monster Hunter. It was just this weekend that I picked up other games. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've already talked Monster Hunter to death. So, well, let's let's take ourselves a quick break and let's get back. All right, we'll be back. Can number two. Can number two. But this is gross water. Gross water. <laughs> Canned gross water. Mm. It's the Aldi version of LaCroix. It's irradiated. Ooh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Bel- Belvi. Belvi. Whatever it is, it tastes like... Jessa describes it. She's like, imagine the flavors in the next room. <laughs> That's actually fairly apt. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's it like has it, but it's not. You can quite smell it here. It smells way better than it tastes. It <laughs> smells way way better than it tastes. Yeah. There's none of the sweetness <laughs> that you smell. Um, oh god! But I've got a whole bunch of them, and she's not going to be back for a little while. So I decided I was going to go through them. I don't think they have a huge expiration date, but <laughs> it's faster than filtering water. <laughs> Canned air. Yeah. So, uh, we're back. It's basically just lightly flavored soda water. I can't even fucking do, like, soda water. I I mean, I have a soda stream. Like, okay. This real shit. Like, I got, uh, I, I ran out of fucking, like, the the soda stream flavored mixes. bottles, mix, mixes, whatnot, right? So, I, I had this fucking bright idea that I was going to make my own fucking lemonade. You know, just, you know, use the, the soda stream to make fucking soda water and just, like, put some some lemon juice and some sweetener in there and fucking call it good. Boy, I, I was wrong. What the fuck was I thinking? How do you make lemonade? <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was like drinking fucking, like, Lysol cleaner. It was bad. <laughs> Just pick lemonade. It's just lemon juice, water, and a sweetener. And that's what I tried. But the addition of the bubbles is what causes it to taste like fucking cleaner. It's nasty. That's Uh, interesting. Yeah. So don't carbonate your lemonade, guys. Um. (laughs) I had something I was going to talk about. I was going to say podcast dog Zoe Mm -hmm. um, almost died last week. Oh, my God. Um, she had severe virus infection. Oh, um, she got to a point where she wasn't even like looking up at me and she was breathing real shallow and I got really worried. Uh huh. This is the night that I made the worst enchiladas of my life. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was in the middle of making enchiladas and then I just looked at her. Normally Zoe's so food driven that she just sits there and she shadows me the entire time I cook mm-hmm. and she wasn't moving at all. And I got real worried and I just. Turned off the oven, walked over to her, tried to scratch her and talk to her, and I got an eyelid to open. Then I felt in front of her nose, could barely feel any air. It's like, fuck this. I just picked her up under my arm. I said, Lola, be a good dog, which did absolutely nothing. Of course. And and just walked out the door and straight to the vet I went. And uh-huh. they said she had some kind of virus infection. 
And uh, they gave her a shot of something, said that she wasn't looking too hot. And I was like, yep, I know. And she's like crying. You know that dog cry? Yeah. That when a dog, not the whimper, but like, let's say, let's say your dog really gets hurt and you hear that real high-pitched whine. Yeah. Can't deal. Nope. Can't deal. Nope. Not with that dog. That dog's, I love Lola. Zoe's my favorite. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Yeah. And Lola can't hear me, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, heart broke, took her to the vet. She got a shot of something. I don't know what the vet gave her, but it seemed to help quite a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, I was force-feeding her pills covered in peanut butter for a little while, uh, for about two or three days, and now she's back up to being annoying and barking all the time at every noise outside, And uh-huh. which is good. It's um, really good. She's dancing around and then not taking any of Lola's shit. So um, she's back to being a regular Zoe again, and I'm very glad. Yes. Um, I was not ready for her to die. No. no uh, that would have devastated me. Like, ser- it will devastate me. Yeah. yeah. She's she's my kid. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, yeah. She's, at least she's she's better. She's better now. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's always scary. That's yeah, always scary. it just, I couldn't take the dog crying stuff. Like, she was in that much pain. Like, yeah. The dog's crying, you know, and it's that real high-pitched noise. And I'll tell you, Plague Tale, fuck you. I'm going to tell you that very early on, a very important animal dies. And there's that same noise uh-huh. that I heard the other day when I was messing with Zoe. Yep. And it just, like, almost fucking broke my heart. And I was like, get this scene over with. You are pissing me off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> immediately after that i saw somebody posted you know my feed on social media uh you know being angry at this it's a video that captures this woman that lets both dogs out of her car takes one throws it in the back seat and then drives away and you see this dog just like looks so sad and then just like lays down in the middle of the street and i was like oh that's oh. so heartbreaking you fucking oh. animal Oh. So, like, it's been all these, like, sad dog things happening, and I'm glad my dogs are back to normal. And even though Lola pisses me off, like, you know, obviously I love my dogs. Right. Uh, they're my kids. I mean, I have a hard time fighting Zenogre in uh, in Monster Hunter because when the monsters go limping away, it does that sound. It, like, when it's, you know, limping away, it does that. It does the hurt dog sound. Yeah, the hurt and, dog hurts me it, to, I mean, in like, my core. If you, I mean, he's such an asshole when he's attacking you, but when you when he's limping away, he just looks like a hurt dog. It's like, it's sad. I can't go kill it. I've got to capture it now. Yeah. <laughs> I invest a lot of time in these animals. Yeah. Um, anyways, um before I got completely d- distracted and derailed, I had something on the cusp of my tongue I was going to talk about. And if it comes back to me, I'll say something. But me and the all three of us were kind of talking about VR a little bit. Yeah. And we were, Alex is out. Yes. Half we're all debating buying it. We're all in a weird it's, place with uh, the plague and jobs and understanding money that I'd already, the next purchase is probably going to be... Uh, next purchase i already know what it is what's that it's gonna be final fantasy you know seven remake oh that comes out in a few days Hunter. It, it comes out it's supposed to come out on april 10th right so i mean that goes right into what i you know, what i've pulled up here for you know for it now uh 
uh, you know, Square Enix is, you know, has basically stated that it is not being delayed, you know, but, and this is the big but, they're saying that you probably want to look into pieing it digitally. The reason for so that maybe is manufacturing is, is delayed. It's not the manufacturing of the discs; it's the shipping of the discs. So, oh. uh, so what they've got, they've got the stock to you know to uh, to fulfill orders and pre-orders. But what they're what they're saying is, is the shipping to get to you know to the outlet stores may be delayed, and the outlet stores themselves may not be open. May not be open. So if you ordered it from, say, like a GameStop or something like that, and some GameStops have completely closed down because of the whole plague situation. Well, we have all the experience stores here in town, mm-hmm. which I've just decided to not be part of that experience. Right. Um, right. And they're all weird. Uh, I don't want to go land game smite in your store. I just want to go pick up a product. <laughs> right. The, um, eh, dog, you can't be in the cable nest. Um, the uh, the the problem that you know Square is running into is basically they've they already know what their demand is, uh, but they want to make sure that they've got the supply, for, you know that that you know people expect uh, for a day one release, uh, and they're uh, they're just saying, hey, we're not going to delay this. This game will come out on its release day. It's just availability may be, you know, maybe uh, hard to come by because of... I wonder what GameStop's doing for their pre-orders right now. I'm not quite sure. Um, they rely on that, or did for a while. But, I mean, if you look at uh, at normal shipping, say, like Amazon Prime right now, you're not getting anything that is not considered an essential, you know, household item. Like, if I was to order a, a video card right now, I'd wait like weeks up to a month maybe have you tried Um, ordering on amazon lately i haven't done anything since the the whole outbreak started becoming a a real big thing um mainly because i didn't want to be another yeah just i didn't want to be a burden you know i can pick up all of my essentials locally uh i thought about doing uh you know the stuff that i couldn't find locally like tp i was getting to that point yeah, um, I almost ordered some for Jessa, and then I realized that scalpers were on Amazon. Right, and that's that's another thing you you start seeing the marketplace going crazy with it. Um, so I, I really haven't ordered anything online since the whole thing, you know, since uh, lockdowns happened and you know shortages became a thing. Um, but I already planned on buying Final Fantasy VII Remake digitally anyway. Uh, that kind of leads into what's going on currently with uh, with gaming networks uh, and streaming networks uh, in that they're um, uh, reducing bandwidth. Uh, so the total amount of bandwidth per download is going down. So it's going to take longer for you to download things. Not that the service is going down completely. It's just that you know, you're either going to spend more time downloading things or you're going to get a lower quality stream if you're streaming video. Um, that, you know, that said, you know, you'll still be able to pick up Final Fantasy VII Remake on the release day, which is the 11th or 10th of right. April. It's probably just going to take a couple hours to download, which is all right with me. 
I think that would be fine. Uh, I don't necessarily need to have it on the same day that it releases. I've never really been that way. And if I did, it was just because I was bored. Um, I've got, there's a few things like that, that I really like wasteland three. When that finally releases, that's going to be something I want. Yeah. And pretty immediately for me, I I can avoid spoilers enough. And considering that it's final fantasy seven, I've played it like a number of times. There isn't going to be anything that's super surprising about the story. So I'm not really worried about spoilers. Um, what I'm, what I want is the experience. And that's what people are going to be buying that game for anyway, is just to see what, you know, what the remake can do for the experience. Right. Um, so I don't necessarily feel like I need to pick it up on that day. If it's available, I will. Uh, but it's not going to be something I'm going to go, you know, take an extra risk on or uh or anything i'll just buy it online you know buy it on playstation download it do you know do the do the thing from home um but yeah man uh we were talking uh we were talking about all kinds of shit going on like currently you know like you know like you were saying half-life alex came out uh was it last week um Um, yeah it did and with the current state of things, it's kind of put me and Rusty in a weird spot with how we spend our money. Yeah. Um, Jason, obviously, too. Yeah. Um, Even more so. Yeah. With everything going on with childcare and all your stuff, too, and your wife not being able to work. So we're having to spend our money pretty wisely. I think Game Plus, I'm going to lean pretty heavily on. I, like I said, Search 2's on there. And I've got a wide enough variety. Like I even tried out a game called Kona that's uh, a detective game slash survival game. Yeah. Um, that's on there. Um, and I think that with anything VR right now, I'm in a spot where I want to see if my dog reacts to me playing VR again. Yeah. And I think she's finally to a point where she doesn't react, especially if I'm in a seated game. Right. Um, and I'm not constantly having, aside from just very recently, um, tonight, I'm not usually having to worry about her getting into things when I'm home. Um, it's mostly when I'm not home that she gets into things cause she gets bored. But if I'm here, she'll just cuddle up next to me and go to sleep. Right. So I'm finally getting to the place where I can play stuff like doom and stuff like that without having to constantly pause and check on the dog. Well, that's good. So, but VR again, for me to drop money on VR, I want to know that I can play it a and B I need kind of a lengthy experience to keep me occupied for a while. Well, and that's where I'm at with a lot of stuff, right? Like Game Pass has been pretty amazing lately for a lot of things. Right. Just dropping things to curb my ADD or dropping bigger titles to like Plague Tale being a thing. Right. That I'm going to get through. And then, you know, I'm going to get through Ori as well. You've got a, there's a XCOM style Gears game coming out next month on Game Pass. Gears Tactics. I think it's literally called Gears Tactics, yeah, yeah. that I probably will be playing. And then the very next month is Wasteland 3, supposedly, depending on what's going on with quarantine with them. Right. I'll just call it what it is. Um, it's very close to that anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It's it, it's, a, it's a manageable form of quarantine anyway. Yeah. For the most part. Um, there, there, there's not Gestapo in the streets yet. Yeah, let's just hope it never gets to that. Um, and people be sensible so that government doesn't overreact. Right. But um, I think it's going to be... Do as we a, say, not as we do. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get to a place where this is 
going to complicate things hey, with a lot we of business. Are in a group smaller than ten people. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But and we'll be sensible. Well, we should be uh, remote casting next week. Actually. Mm, yeah. Hopefully. Um, I'd have to take the 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 Yeti with me. I have to remember that. So, um, that being said, though, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to kind of look forward to, but I think a lot of game releases this year are going to be put in a weird spot. Yeah. With, this is a worldwide thing, and so we don't know how that affects production in different places. Production and shipping, really. Yeah, but not not even talking about crunch time for a lot of developers. I realize that a lot of developers can work from home, but let's say they have some kind of outbreak in the office. Um, or something to that effect. We're going to run into issues with stuff being released at the predetermined time. We've got Baldur's Gate 3 coming out, supposedly. We've got Cyberpunk 2077 coming out, supposedly. Right? Right. We've got probably new chapters of Final Fantasy 7 coming out, supposedly. Uh, that'll probably be another year. Um, if you've got a backlog, I'd say get through it, man. Yeah. I've got a lot of good stuff. I'll keep telling you about stuff like early access titles that are worth it. Because I feel like I've gotten pretty good about selecting them. Um, and I can tell Urtok, the Desolation, if you like turn-based stuff, is got a very addictive game loop. Um, and that Keeper's game I was talking about earlier. Fuck, i got to remember what the fuck that's called. The podcast dog is riled. I'm... Controlling. Controlling. <laughs> Fuck. What was the hell is that called? Doesn't have a very catchy name. Has some really shitty looking art of first uh, look at it. Um, but Legend of the Keepers is pretty good. Um, Deep Sky Derelicts recently came out on Switch. It's not the absolute best card-based, turn-based game, but it's definitely not the worst. I've put uh, 60 hours in this game. Um, I really seem to like it all right. Um, Deep Rock Galactic is pretty, pretty fucking amazing. Um, but I don't really have a whole lot else. I think this is, we're going to end up talking more about what we're playing, I think, in the next few weeks than we're going to talk about what's going on, unless it's something major. Right. Unless there's like a, you know, one of a, a developer says, hey, this is going to be delayed because of this. Or, you know, hey, this is what we're doing to be creative with this. Right. I yeah. think the news of the day is conquered by a respiratory illness that sucks. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a it's just a thing. I mean, you know, especially with your you know, if you're you know definitely watching budgets for you know right now for sure. You know, nobody's really going to be upgrading anything. I already said it's going to be hard to find computer parts. Um, you know, to do uh, much upgrades. I've been watching to see whether or not the uh, the NVIDIA 3000 series is going to be delayed because uh, that's supposedly something that's going to happen um, mid this year. So within the next couple of months, it's supposed to come out. Um, of course, there's the new, uh, you know, uh, new generations of, you know, consoles. Those are currently up in the air. Uh, as to what the uh, what the supply is going to be like, considering a lot of that stuff is being manufactured in you know highly affected areas right now, uh, it's uh, you know it'll be interesting to see what you know you know what the supply is going to be like if it's going right. to be available. Sure, it might be releasing at the end of this year, but the, you know, I mean, 
this type of so, thing doesn't get, you know, just doesn't get fixed over a weekend, you know? Yeah, and I'll give you an idea. So if I was to order more dog toys via Amazon's website right now, so I was just trying to figure that out. Uh huh. What what's today? The twenty seventh now. Uh, uh, yes. It'd be April seventeenth for I got the dog toy for twelve dollars for Lola Pup there. Right. You know, and that's gonna be uh, at the minimum. I mean, yeah, it, it's and that's a three week wait. And, that, and that, like I said, that's that's a minimum. That's it doesn't matter if you've got Prime or not. You know, your two-day shipping yeah. turns into three-week shipping. Yep. You know, they're getting, you know, they, they have a priority list, and they've already got a, you know, they already had one, you know, one distribution center, you know, go down yep. because somebody came down with the virus there. So, um, and that's that's even true for, that delay is even true here where they have direct delivery. Right. You know, just, you know, just keep that shit in mind. Uh, you know, if you're trying to order shit or if you've got stuff pre-ordered, uh, make sure that you're, uh, that you know where you're getting it from. Uh, if the, if you ordered it from a, uh, pre-ordered it in a brick and mortar, make sure that they are going to have stock. Uh, or if they have a special, uh, pickup, uh, procedure, uh, you know, whether or not it is like a curbside pickup or if it's, uh, or if they're going to ship it to you. I heard, I, that's another thing I heard is that, uh, some of the game stops that have closed, uh, because they have your, you know, your information on file, uh, for the pre-order, um, they will uh, offer a, offer a shipment option once it becomes available. That means there's probably going to be at least a, a couple of days worth of wait to get your uh, your new game, but at least you'll be able to get it, you know. So it's gonna be a, it's it's kind of a rocky road. It's not gonna have all of the uh, the benefits that we have gotten used to over the last few years. But shit, I mean, I remember fucking lines that wrap around stores. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, shit. I remember when uh, Modern Warfare Two came out. Yep, we stood there for like we stood there two in, hours, and we stood there in line. And the freaking uh, you know the Red Bull car came up and started giving out free Red Bulls to people. You know, it was it was like uh, well, product placement, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, times have changed, man. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Um, unless there's something groundbreaking with Alex, I'm probably not going to pick it up right away. Eh, I'll pick it up sometime this year, though. Yeah, it's it's going to be a game I'll play, of course. And uh, it, it adds to the conversation of whether or not Valve is going to be doing more with the Half-Life franchise uh, after this. Because uh, uh, this is been, kind of... It's been met to almost a perfect score so far. Well... I mean, it's it, it's it half life. Is, it's half life. It's a prequel, and basically, everybody just wants Valve to continue the half life story. Um, and it's so. not a continuation. <laughs> it's not a continuation. This is actually a prequel. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can deal with head crib zombies in VR, but I'm gonna try. Uh, from the video that I've seen so far, yeah. Fuck Ravenloft in VR. Uh, well. The- 
<laughs> yeah, fuck Ravenloft in general. Uh, <laughs> fucking like leaping, crazy headcrab things. Oh yeah, the ones that are like fucking like bring you down to one hit point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck well, those in general. Let's let's wrap this sucker up, Jason. Where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash realtiltcast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends to the show. We got Cabbage KBG. That's Trent. KBG. Uh, original tiltcast member. You also have other friends of the show. You got Pupcast, Picking Up the Pixels, NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.tv. Um, they play Elite Dangerous. And with that, it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Peace.